0: Hey, everyone, this time we're going to decide if it's absolutely necessary to watch two, sorry, four, two and a half hour long movies full of robot violence, bad puns and even worse acting to enjoy a four minute long Transformers the Ride 3D. But really, we are deciding which movies you need to watch to optimize your experience at Universal Orlando from the Bob Varley studio. This is the Disunplugged Unplugged Universal Edition. This is episode 27 of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. The Dis Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Whether you want to do a split stay between Universal and Disney, book a vacation package at Universal, or get round-trip transportation to and from Disney, visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everyone, again, yet again, it is me, Craig Williams, host of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition, Uh, and we're back for another episode, and this week I am joined at the table with a bunch of different people than, well, one different person than normal. (laughs) On my right, where Rhino normally is, is, well, Julie Martin, (laughs) our bi-weekly guest that sometimes shows around.
1: (laughs) No, I don't think it's bi-weekly, but isn't that two times a week? no i'm bi-weekly on universal yeah oh no i mean but okay. i've been here twice this week yeah i'm getting my um, she has my been here twice this
0: week and she's also a bi-weekly guest
1: okay and Lots of course of, on my left as in is, every, other is. Wait, every other week
0: is doctor scientist extraordinaire <laughs> <laughs> <Anyone know? laughs>
1: the brains of this the group. brains of this <laughs>
0: operation <laughs> is right beside me there and uh in uh, a difference in the back we have rhino who's Figuring out all the controls to work everything, audio, video, all that stuff, Yeah, blame depending me. on whether or not you watch or listen. If you listen, it should be a very smooth experience if you're watching. <laughs> uh, we apologize in advance. And then, of course, right along with him, producer Dustin West doing a little teaching today.
2: I'm the muscle of this outfit see. <laughs> okay. All
0: right. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, well, before we get started on our segment today, which is talking about the movies that inspired the rides at Universal and whether or not you should watch them before you go too universal got to get through housekeeping corrections all that crap uh so first things first go ahead and uh watch us on youtube if you haven't watched us before and then once you're on there like on youtube it's a thumbs up if you like it then it makes us look better also, go ahead and comment once you're on there to let us know what you think. Uh, we got a lot of comments on the last one and some we're going to address in a little, <laughs> okay. little bit here. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, and then, of course, you can also find us on iTunes and you can subscribe to our feed there. You can listen to us on Stitcher Radio if you subscribe to that whole system. And, of course, you can always find us at www.dizunplugged.com. That's where our show notes page is. And you just get on that one and you find the Universal Show. Uh, it's the blue one, like all the other branding we have there, and that's where you'll find the show notes, links to stuff we talk about, audio, video, and then all the other shows, including the Disney World edition, the Disneyland edition, and Jenny Lynn and Teresa's on the trip.
3: There's another place you can get Antelope. audio as well. Did you say Mixler already?
0: Oh, I forgot about yeah. Mixler now. Yeah, we're also... Uh, We're also now broadcasting live on Mixler, which I did not put links to in any of the blasts that went out for people to listen. So I'll make sure to do that from now on. But if you also have the Mixler app on your phone or tablet or on mixler.com on your computer you can now listen to the live stream of the audio of everything we're talking about if you can't tune in on the video
3: i saw a comment come in i can't remember if it was a comment on youtube or a, a email but it was uh saying that uh they were an audio only listener and they were able to listen via mixler on the beach with their uh their nook or their kindle or something like that i think it was the kindle
0: huh. and well, i glad there's finally a use for the kindle yeah <laughs> So that's kind of
3: cool because I know a lot of people only listen audio. So this is a good mobile way to do that.
0: It is. And uh, we'll start doing links to all that stuff in the future. So that way anyone can do that if they want to. But I think that covers every freaking way to find our (laughs) show out there. So eloquently Um, put. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm doing today. Uh, and then, of course, if you also want more information on Universal, you can go to universal.wdwinfo.com. Uh, that's the Universal section of the Diz, and that's where I'm supposed to update all the brand new information that comes out. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Just have to get lucky and uh, go there and hope you find something new. Uh, Facebook and Twitter. Talk about it all the time. Go find us on that stuff. Follow us. We we post stuff there. and usually up to the date information so that's the best way to keep up on everything that's happening Uh, and then I didn't want I got off disunplug.com before but I want to get back on for a quick second for uh, anyone who has anything to let us know and doesn't want to do it through Facebook Twitter or YouTube you can also go to disunplug.com in the uh, in the contact us section which will also be in our show notes Uh, you can now have the option to leave a voicemail that one day we might do a email voicemail show that'd be cool it could be cool it worked out well when we did it for the Disney world edition. So we might do it on ours too. So go ahead and leave us that feedback. Otherwise we'll never know what you're thinking and that's just not good. <laughs> so the only thing I have next for it is some YouTube comments that I wanted to discuss real briefly. Um, did anyone else have any housekeeping? No one else ever does. No, no, you get that out of the way on the other shows. Don't have it here, but, uh, I wanted to bring up a couple of YouTube comments that, uh, came in this past week. First, uh, Jeremy Ode, I believe is how you would pronounce that if you're German. Uh, He mentioned that the universal annual pass is also it's good for Florida residents. I said that. Sorry. And it is a good deal for Florida residents. But he said it can also be a great deal for the regular out of state visitor because the power pass, which starts at two hundred fifteen dollars for an out of state visitor for the first year. Then after that, it drops down to $135 a year for the renewal. If you get that, it just has some blockout dates throughout the year. So if you are flexible with planning your vacation, it might be cheaper to actually, if you're going to come down multiple times a year, it's actually cheaper to get the power pass because a four-day park-to-park ticket already starts at $215, the same for the annual pass so if you get the annual pass you might be able to come down three or four times a year Hmm. as an out-of-state visitor and pay what you would for one time to come down for uh for four days so he threw that in there and then you also uh yeah it's just a good deal i'm not going to read any more of that but (laughs) thanks jeremy thanks for your input keep watching and listening uh diablo's rogue said are you sure the out-of-state annual pass changed uh is it at the parks themselves, whatever she bought it, the preferred pass online when Disney raised their prices. And as of now, the price hasn't changed online. It stayed the same as it was when she got it. Uh, it definitely changed from the last time I updated the website because whenever I went to update the website, it was at 199. Now it's at 215. Everything basically jumped up $15. So thanks for pointing out that we didn't update our information for, uh, one point in time, but, uh, Yes, it has changed. I just don't know whenever it changed. So if anyone knows, let us know. And now the final one I wanted to talk about because I love hearing my voice so much. Um, And Rhino's already weighed in on this one a little bit on YouTube. And I thank you for that. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. (laughs) Okay. I don't know why I said it like mean, but you're welcome, Craig. Yeah, so uh, Mackenzie Vitamo wrote in and said, I personally don't agree that Universal is an equal product to Disney. When I experienced Universal, it was dirtier than Disney and overall less magical. The workers don't make you feel like you are in a fantasy land. The experience to me feels like a Six Flags. After some time, uh, Mackenzie continued to write in another post, uh, Rhino, I think you raised some interesting points, but I checked the attendance records in... Universal is lower than Disney as far as bathrooms go. I'm disappointed to hear that Disney bathrooms are bad. Uh, I think what it comes down to is what experience you're looking for. And as Mackenzie said, Universal does not give Mackenzie the same feeling as Disney. I just keep saying Mackenzie because I'm sorry. I don't know if you're a male or a female. Uh, so I just wanted to briefly, really quickly talk about that because. It bothers me whenever people say that Universal is less magical than Disney World. Yeah. Because I don't think that's the point of Universal.
3: No.
4: Right.
0: My thought
3: is that of any theme park property in the whole world that could even potentially rival Disney, Universal is up there above everybody else. Busch Gardens and SeaWorld are a close second, but Universal is the number one competitor of Disney, in my personal opinion.
0: But... The one thing that really irritates me in general, um, Universal has taken the whole idea of immersive theming and taken it to a new level with the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, oh, Of Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley. That's why when you walk in, you're not addressed as, oh, hey, you, you're addressed <laughs> as either a muggle or a yeah. wizard or a witch. Depending on what gender you are. And if you're in street clothes, that's when you might get the muggle. But either way, they kind of get you into that. And as Rhino mentioned in his comment that he posted on YouTube, if you get a really good team member, they're going to spend that extra time too. If you're taking pictures, they're going to ask you what that device is that yeah. <laughs> you're using. I'm like, well, why do you need a camera? All of our, why do you need a video camera? All of our pictures are already moving. <laughs> Stuff like that. And they take it to that next level. Whenever you go and get on Peter Pan, at Fantasyland in the Magic Kingdom. When do you ever get that type of theming?
4: I have a great example, but mine was at the the Enchanted Tales with Belle. Okay, so we had a horrible cast member. Mm-hmm. You know, the one who gives out your parts. Yeah. Usually like they're kind of excited. I've only done it a couple of times, but this one was just like, if you want to be a part of the show, you get <laughs> to be a part of the show. It's like she just did not want to be there, which that's understandable. We all have days like yeah. that. But you're at Disney. Yeah. and like, at, at it, the, You have little kids. It's like, please, just a little bit, something.
3: <laughs> at the end of the day, I feel like both Universal and Disney are putting more um, frontline attractions cast members in roles that are bordering the line of entertainment roles. Um, yeah. So like when you take a look at the uh, Harry Potter experience um, you know, you have merchandise cast members and attractions cast members that are all of a sudden getting into character. And at Disney, you have people who are supposed to be getting in character at enchanted tales with bells. Well, these guys are, you know, these guys are attractions cast members or yeah. merchandise. They're not, they're not actors. They're not entertainers. So the fact that they they do that at all. And that's even in place right now, I think is a step in the the right direction. It's just now getting that consistency among the cast members. And And I think,
0: I think universal needs to take credit first and foremost in this because they have been the ones who have really pushed it to another level in terms of trying to bring the guests into feeling like they're a part of this whole experience. Mm -hmm. When you walk into the magic kingdom, as much as I love the magic kingdom, it's not the anymore it's not the cast members who are making that whole experience for me it's walking in and it's feeling that nostalgia and that's why that has a magic it's not because cast members are constantly going out of their way to pull you into that story anymore you do have good ones every now and then that try to go above and beyond to make you feel like that but that's not the job on a day to day anymore of disney cast members or it, it is but they don't do it that much anymore where it's it's all part of universal's whole plan whenever they bring in new team members now they say they want to be the number one vacation guest service providers in the world not just florida in the world in general whereas disney you go in and you get taught that you need to follow disney's ways and follow their traditions in the back whereas it almost seems like disney now needs to swap out and say we need to start worrying about guest service again and i don't want it to get into a whole big thing about that but I just It drives me nuts whenever people say it's not magical because that's not the point of it to be magical. Their right. point is to make you feel like you're brought into whatever environment they're trying to put out. If it's in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, they want you to feel like you're in the Wizarding World mm-hmm. of Harry yeah, Potter. It, and, and if you're just in any other portion of Universal Studios or Islands of Adventure, they want you to feel like you're in that portion mm-hmm. of the place. And that's the goal. And I think they are always successful with it. And they are never Never on the same level as Six Flags.
2: No, yeah, I, I was, I was just gonna say, like, I've been to, I'm from Massachusetts. There is a Six Flags in Massachusetts. We've been to the New Jersey one, and I feel like that's a really, it just puts it in the wrong light completely. Because I don't even want to get into that, but, but Universal, my thing with them is like, you're, people are still judging it by maybe what it was like ten years ago or something like that, and it's the one that is pushing the envelope. Like it is, it's them. You know, there is. I haven't seen anything from Disney yet to counter the original Harry Potter land, you know, or, um, I'm sorry. What's it called? The wizarding world. World. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and since then they've done, they redid their whole Simpsons area. They, it's just, I agree with everything you said, but the theming is just
0: awesome. So McKenzie, thanks for writing in. Uh, some of us completely disagree with you, but it's fun because that leads us to discussions like this. And, With that, I'm going to close up housekeeping and all that, and we're actually going to get to the point of why we're here, and that's to help you plan vacations, specifically to Universal. And I don't know about anyone else at this table, but whenever I say I'm planning a vacation, the first thing I say is I want to watch movies. Mm -hmm. No?
1: Sure. Um, I've actually have
0: <laughs> that's that's good then. that means i want you to acknowledge that and say yeah that is i watch movies to help plan vacations, so we don't sound I like do. we're just wasting time no
1: here. that's true um it's always in the past been before uh with disney so that i could better understand what i was you know walking into but as we all know if you've watched past episodes of universal i did just recently dive into the whole Harry Potter scene. Oh, I still have to get you back your movies. Um, scene. So that I could watch the movies and, you know, connect with uh, Universal on that level. And it makes a huge difference. Huge difference in how you um, how you feel about the surroundings that you're immersing yourself in. All of a sudden, you understand so many things that actually, you know, didn't... You, you notice stuff you didn't notice before and you understand things that... You might have thought didn't have a point before
0: the end that was very eloquently put. I totally agree with <laughs> everything you said. Um, so yeah, I we're gonna go through basically every attraction, uh, sometimes just covering over the entire uh, lands or areas just because. It wouldn't work, right? But we're going to go over all of them, kind of discuss the movies or TV shows that they may be based on, whether or not we think it's actually something you should go out of your way to watch before you come so you can have a better experience once you're here. And
1: wasn't this one of the... This was a suggestion from one of our viewers, It was a
0: suggestion, I believe, in... I know it was a suggestion last week, and we talked about it in the mid-show shuffle. uh, I believe it was Kim Holt. Yeah. Yeah, that's thank you for backing me up on that. Kim Holt suggested Kim it, and we <laughs> delivered a week later, which that's that's a very good track record. I think so too. So we're gonna we're gonna start in a very bizarre place. It might not make sense to a lot of people, but in Islands of Adventure with Jurassic Park, mostly because because uh, it's the best one of the best
2: movies ever to grace this planet. Is that why we're starting there? <laughs> yeah, I love the Lost World. It's my
0: favorite. Uh, Fantastic. Well. Um, <laughs> No, it's just I wanted to choose a place, so I figured why not with Jurassic Park. Uh, of course, Jurassic Park has its own section and Islands of Adventure, and along with that, you have Jurassic Park River Adventure, uh, Camp Jurassic with Pter- pteranodon flyers inside there, among Burger Digs and the whole Discovery Center at Jurassic Park. We have Jurassic Park One, a classic movie, a classic Universal Amblin Entertainment movie, and then you have the Lost World Jurassic Park, and even better you have Jurassic Park 3 and coming up we have the the new Jurassic Park 4 Jurassic World Jurassic World. Thank you. It slipped my mind for half a second so <laughs> I should get a, a lashing for that but anyways are any of these movies necessary to go and enjoy? I don't
1: Jurassic know that you Park? would say any movie is necessary but is it Wrong. beneficial?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wrong.
1: Okay. <laughs> I think it's definitely beneficial. If I had not seen the Jurassic Park movies and rode that the river ride, but you obviously know what Jurassic Park is about. I mean, I do because I watch the movies. No, but I don't (laughs) think it's Um, hard
2: to understand the theming of Jurassic Park. If I I was like a, you know, like maybe a six or seven year old and my parents hadn't shown it to me yet, like well, shame on them. But for uh, like, I think I would understand that I'm in an area that is. This is a place where they have the dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and I'm going to yeah. go
3: do dinosaurs. I also play. feel like Jurassic Park is part of the zeitgeist now. It's pretty well known in pop culture. Speaking of pop pop culture, um, and while I agree with Jenny Lynn that it's it's beneficial to watch it, from my perspective. As a huge Jurassic Park fan, I think it's necessary to see the movies to uh, really enjoy every single little detail that's in Jurassic Park. I
1: would agree with that statement. I I think that um, when I say necessary, I don't think that it's necessary to enjoy the ride. I think it's necessary to experience at its fullest potential.
0: I think this one, it is beneficial. I'll go back to your original one that I was kind of hazing you on. It's beneficial. It isn't necessary because even though uh, people like my parents were, thankfully to them they were smart enough to let me see Jurassic Park whenever it first came out and get it on VHS tape, but I was whatever, six or seven. I should young. not have been watching Jurassic I saw that Park.
2: in the movie theater, second grade. <laughs> I think it was like the end of second grade. Yeah, because it came out in 93. It was 93. I so would have been going into third. I was six. The Eight, first one, yeah. the first one was young. a
3: thriller slash horror movie. I mean, it, it, you know, when it comes down to it, it's young. The goat. Well, it's very bloody. Yeah, <laughs> a little bloodier, but it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I no. think
1: one of the main reasons why is it's uh, beneficial is because it can, you know, you go through the one part of the ride where it seems like all the you know havoc is breaking loose and the the um dinosaurs are everywhere and there's cages and you wouldn't necessarily understand why you're in this building with cages mm-hmm. where dinosaurs are breaking free. You could still enjoy it, but you might not understand what what you are experiencing.
0: Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and say it's this one, I'm making the executive decision. It's beneficial, but Not absolutely necessary. Uh, I'm just going to touch on the next one. Uh, We're going to move now in, I believe that would be counterclockwise, uh, if I know how to tell time correctly, and that would be the upcoming Skull Island attraction. Uh, I'm just going to mention it. Uh, I would recommend before it comes out that you look at the, at least look at pictures of the 2005 Peter Jackson King Kong, if not watching the entire movie, as well as the movie that is, the whole reason why this is coming back is Skull Island that will be coming out in 2017. Um, it's, it's going to be necessary to see that whenever it comes out.
3: I think it's necessary to see that film, the, uh, the 2005 (laughs) King Kong film, because otherwise you wouldn't understand why it's, uh, squished right up against Jurassic park, the whole Skull Island dinosaur theme of that. I think there's a dinosaur in the original. There is.
0: Yeah. There's claymation dinosaur fight in the original too. Um,
3: Okay, but in terms of in terms of the pop culture that I know of like the the standard pop culture of King Kong that what most people think of when they think of King Kong is him on the Empire State Building yeah. holding and, a girl right, up in the air. It, it has nothing to do with dinosaurs. So, um, for you to see this it makes a little more sense go check out the movie i think more so than jurassic park is necessary i think this is to understand why they're at the island and well, what they're trying to accomplish and
2: the aesthetic i think like of the uh the 2005 one it's it's very that jungly yeah. area i think is a lot more emphasized than you know obviously the black and white one in yeah. the original i think so like you'll get a lot of like what you said like you understand why it's plopped in this jungle area right now next to Jurassic Park.
0: Okay, I don't think anything else needs to be said about that. So let's move on to kind of the next uh, double dose of Toon Lagoon. Uh, Dudley do Ripsaw Falls and uh, Popeye and Bluto's Billage Rat Barges. There's two movies you could kind of use as preparation <laughs> to go into uh, these two attractions. Uh, there was a very terrible Dudley Do-Right movie in 1999 starring Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Fraser as Dudley Do-Right, along with Alfred Marliss excuse me, Alfred Molina as uh, Snidely Whiplash.
4: Watch the cartoon.
0: Well, and that's, yeah. I wanted to point out too, there are cartoons from the Rocky and Bullwinkle show that that all originated from, but I, has anyone actually even seen this movie?
4: Yes, unfortunately. It's a long time ago when it first came out. <laughs> Why? <laughs> she because so I was only 19 and I had little... Siblings that liked movies like that. Yeah, Taylor remember.
0: was actually into that.
4: No, she was too. My brothers.
0: Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, Brendan Fraser. He comes up again later on in <laughs> right. this whole discussion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. But uh, God's gift to acting. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I haven't personally seen Dudley Do Right. Uh, the movie. I. I never will. Oh, really? Yeah, I just. Uh, even if it's on TV one day. I will never watch it. <laughs> no, I would say your time. you're probably not going to go on this attraction if you do watch the movie. <laughs> so skip it. Enjoy yeah. the attraction for what it is. It is. Yeah, you're right. It's
1: not necessary for understanding. The However, right.
0: no. on another uncompletely uh, differently related, there is the classic Popeye movie. Starring uh, Robin Williams, and I
1: love it. Me too. I don't
2: think I've ever seen that movie. Oh, you what? need to. Yeah, I yeah. It, it, I was watching all Robin Williams movies um, before he passed away. Ironically, and then he passed away, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to keep going, I guess." But I just I haven't gotten <laughs> to Popeye yet. So
1: it's I I, I, I don't know what even it even is about that. I mean, know. it's a silly movie, but he does that character he does a great so job. well. It's mm. it's kind of one of those things you would consider it like a cult classic. It's not like a... I I liked Popeye growing up the cartoon. So that that movie was awesome for me.
0: And the cartoons obviously going to be more of a help for you to watch if you can track any of it down the same goes with the rocky and bullwinkle yep. show to get dudley do right it's hard it's to hard. get anymore. it was on netflix at one point in time yes dustin i'd like to make a point uh if you, if you don't mind um when it comes to
3: water rides they have a very specific purpose um and it's you know it's a hot day i want a water ride i want to get wet you mm-hmm. know so you take a look at something like splash mountain at disney world um where the theming there is absolutely amazing, but I would guarantee that probably 98% of the people that ride that ride have never seen Song of the South. Yeah. one of the reasons, because... It's not out for publication. You can't find it anywhere.
4: Unless you know somebody who already owns it. But it is one
3: of the most popular rides at (laughs) Disney World. One, for the theming. Two, for the fact that it's a water ride. And I think that water rides have a special place um, among theme park attractions in that they have a very specific goal and people are going to ride it, whether they were cardboard cutouts of, you know, Ricky Rat or if, you know, it's well-themed to Popeye or something like that, you know? (laughs) Who is Ricky Rat? It's like the, the offbeat Mickey mouse.
0: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) fantastic. That was a, that was very well put. I think everyone should go out and watch the Popeye movie starring Robin Williams. However, it won't help. It has anything no relevance. Yet. It has zero relevance. It <laughs> was even ride. made by Universal. Yeah. It was made in conjunction with Disney and I believe Touchstone 2 and a couple other oh, studios. Know. So it has nothing to do with Universal. It's The Universal one is all about the cartoons because it's in Toon Lagoon, which is all the King's syndication. Which we can Sunday sum up funny.
1: as. Popeye and Olive Oil are in love. Bluto always tries to take Olive Oil and Popeye's always trying to save her. The end. Go
0: go look at the actual cartoons. It's like I'm not going to tell anyone to dig around and find the family circus Christmas special that's really sad and depressing just so you can enjoy the one section that it owns in (laughs) Toon Lagoon. Um, So we're just going to get out of there and go to maybe a controversial uh, part, Marvel Superhero Island. So, of course, Marvel Superhero Island is based on the comic book versions of the Marvel characters as well as the uh, a lot of the early 90s animated yeah. series based on Marvel. And that's what I, I would suggest. I
2: will, okay, yeah. I, I think the aesthetic, what they're going for, like the Spider-Man ride for me looks exactly like the, the animated show from the 90s, but yeah. that area is just pulling from all random nonsensical storylines that like i understand that it has its own storyline but i don't i don't know if there's anything like necessarily in there that's cohesive enough that you could go to and watch and be like this represents this one part i don't i don't know that's my yeah i think
0: the the whole thing that is the issue right now is of course disney owns marvel and they're producing the marvel cinematic universe which is some of the better movies that have come out as of recent in terms of superhero films especially with captain america 2 um the avengers itself guardians of the galaxy all of those movies have become so popular that i think a lot of people are taking what they see in in those films and trying to take it back to universal and of course it just doesn't really sync up I, have you even either of you seen anything I know you haven't Julie. Guardians
4: of the Galaxy is the only one I've seen that you mentioned
0: yeah and you probably <laughs> never watched good, any yeah, of great. the cartoons in the 90s Batman and, Batman, and there's yeah. no Batman no, attraction no, DC
3: <laughs> well Spider-Man See, I don't X-Men, even know the difference <laughs> there, was there a third yeah, I've seen <laughs> most of these Batman movies. Too, The Incredible Hulk I mean they I don't they, remember a cartoon Incredible I feel Hulk. well they have it in the uh, in the queue itself of The Incredible oh, Hulk cool. Um they, yeah, they, I think the aesthetic follows much more closely to those early '90s, yeah. late '80s uh, cartoons. I mean, you should sure. be watching especially those anyway. Those, those are very like
0: some of the best like animated the X cartoon especially. shows, yeah, for kids. Yeah. But overall, I don't think you need to watch Mm-mm, anything no. Marvel. To, no. I mean, this is all about thrillers. Especially with Spider-Man, it might help if you know the villains before yeah. going into it because they use some obscure ones. And well,
2: the lady with like the hair, I'm always like, I this is the one villain that
0: I'm like, She's I don't Medusa, know who you
2: are. Symbiote, or she looks like Venom, but she's a lady Spider oh, right. Man. I don't
0: know. Yeah. And I would never, ever recommend anyone. I know I'm going to get some backlash from it in this room, but I would never recommend to anyone watching any of the Spider Man movies. You're going to get immediate backlash yeah. from this person <laughs> wow. right here. I think about it every now and then, but. The more I think about it, the more terrible they do get in my mind.
3: <laughs> it's okay. He just got welcomed with open arms into the Disney Cinematic Universe uh, once. Uh... I don't like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man.
2: I like Andrew Garfield. I, d- I liked the second movie better than the first one. But the first two Tobey Maguire movies, I love.
0: Those are the only ones them, I've seen. I don't think any of them are bad. I just don't think they're worth watching. Okay, three's bad. Three's <laughs> awful. Three is terrible. So, yeah, just go and enjoy Marvel superhero island for what it is. Yeah, A bunch of thrill, thrill rides. rides. Yeah. Very loud, bright colors, <laughs> obnoxious people. You don't have it's to research
1: there. any back storylines in order yeah. to appreciate no. and get that area of the park.
0: Yeah. So then next one on the list. After that, we have Port of Entry, which most people know from Speed 2 Cruise Control. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come again? What?
0: Sandy Bullock, baby. Yeah. Oh, man. Speed 2 Cruise Control inspired <laughs> Port of Entry. No. Are you serious right now? I'm dead serious. No. no. Stop it. You got me. Who's in that? Ray Fiennes? Isn't he in that? Or something? <laughs> it doesn't matter because we're moving <laughs> on to
4: <laughs> Seuss Landing.
0: Julie's favorite. Yes. Well, no. Speed 2 Cruise Control is her Julie's favorite. favorite. Yeah, that's After what I meant. She doesn't know Dr. Seuss. After that, I love Seuss speeding landing. boats,
4: buses, whatever. Exactly.
0: It's, it's all good. Anything with Sandy B in it. So, Dr. Seuss, of course, there's been a lot of stuff in the lore, whether it's the animated specials from the... Seven was how the Grinch stole Christmas. Was that 60s or 70s? Oh, geez. Sixth- I think it's late 60s. I yeah. think it was late like 60s, 60s or, or Early 70s. But you have how the Grinch stole Christmas. Horton, here's a who the cat in the hat, the Lorax. And then I listed a bunch of other ones that I never knew existed. Like Halloween is Grinch night and the Grinch Grinches, the cat in the hat.
2: <laughs> I've seen I've seen I've seen a uh I, I like. I had one of the like DVDs of like the Sneeches or something mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and I remember seeing a preview, and I was like, "The
0: Grinch and the Cat and Nat? A crossover?
2: <laughs> we were too poor to get that."
0: But uh, no one will deny that How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the original animated one, is a classic that everyone should watch every year. You're and me. then you go into that, and you have. Some live action or CG movies, including uh, mm-hmm. Jim Carrey and Ron Howard's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, um, the awful Mike Myers <sighs> cat in the hat movie that happened. Not uh, directed by Ron Howard. <laughs> not directed by Ron Howard. I don't know who directed it. And then after that came Horton, Here's a Who, which was the first step in CG. Who was the voice for that? Jim, Jim per- Carrey. No, Steve Carell was there the voice go. of. The no. Elephant? Jim Carrey is the voice of the elephant. Steve Carell's elephant. the mayor. Steve Carell's mayor right. yeah. Sorry,
4: okay. I love Horton, and I've seen that movie a million times.
3: <laughs> Hands off. Um, Man, Jim Carrey is double dipping in the old Dr. Seuss cinematic universe.
4: <laughs> why not? His, his voice it's is inception-y. perfect. <laughs> like, He's the perfect Horton. Like, yeah. I, I can't imagine anyone else being him.
0: That's actually really good input. And then to finish <laughs> it off, uh, Danny DeVito's The Lorax. Oh, my gosh. Was Danny DeVito the Lorax?
4: I didn't know It was Zac
2: Efron's the boy. Taylor Swift is the girl. I know. Ed uh, Ed Helms is like the guy in the... I think I only watched the the first quarter. I only could make it through
0: about 15 minutes of the Lorax. Eli loves it.
4: Well, in my opinion, I mean, these books have been around for a long time. Most people know who Dr. Seuss is. And you have some idea of what his characters are about. So... You don't necessarily need to see any of these movies, but they can only enhance your experience in life. I would say that the books and the movies yeah. enhance yeah. the experience, well, because otherwise you're going to
1: miss a lot of what is going on, and like you will miss a lot of what's it, going on in that is land. Is
3: Seuss Landing themed more around the books or around the movies? Are it's, there any elements of a, the movies? I think the, it's all because it's they use
2: the Grinch from the movie. The They're using character. Jim Carrey's Grinch, and I think if you haven't seen the Jim Carrey's Grinch movie... like. You might not understand yeah. why that Grinch mm-hmm. is Grinchmas, the way he is. Grinchmas
0: isn't going to make any sense to you oh, if okay. you don't watch the Jim Carrey. But at the same time, if you don't watch the cartoon, you know, they, they pull out some of the songs like You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Mm-hmm. and That's, But then they add in Where Are You Christmas. Oh, yeah. So it's just this kind of cross blend of all of it. Julie's singing it in her <laughs> right now <laughs> as she's swaying back and forth. Um, Welcome,
4: Chris. i I'm watching the old. Um, I took the quiz which Dr. Seuss character are you? <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook. What uh, are you? Cindy Lou Who.
3: Oh, well, that's a good one. Know. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> She's so happy but and you. chipper.
4: I was going to say, maybe
1: even more so than the um, live action ones, I think going back and watching the old animated you know, things yeah, is extremely helpful. Think the about sneetches. the sneeches. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly where going. Sneetches. The snitches. The <laughs> These things are, are kind of critical yes. to understanding the ride that you're experiencing. As far as the cat and the hat goes, I would recommend watching the old cartoon over the Mike Myers movie. Um, I feel like at those, those particular things are more relevant to <laughs> Zeus Landing. Not that the other ones are irrelevant, but I think they are more relevant. Right. You don't need to read One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish to ride
4: that ride.
0: Yes, you absolutely do. (laughs) You absolutely do. Here's my stance on it, Uh, since I've been quiet in this whole matter. There are so many little hidden elements, as we've already said, in Seuss Landing that go completely unnoticed and walked by. I mean, including if I ran the zoo. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a kid's area that you don't go in unless you have kids, but yeah. if you do go in and walk around, you're going to cool. see so many of these right. little different elements. And sometimes you need a reason to get excited about these. Like, and I don't think there's any better reason to get or there's no better way to get excited than actually going back watching these animated specials so i'd say it's absolutely necessary to yeah. watch these if you want to get the full enjoyment yeah
1: definitely i think the main yeah. point i'm uh well one of the main points i'd like to make is it's not just the attractions in this area it's actually the entire area you know the little walking path that goes through the lorax trees there it's it is Zach's what you're bypass. saying it's those um yeah. It's those little it's those little details. It's not just the attractions mm-hmm. in this area.
0: And you got to listen because there's a lot of little things happening Audio all cases. around that you might hear.
4: And it's so. a perfect opportunity to buy Dr. Seuss books for your children, which yeah. I don't know if they're more expensive in that gift shop or not, but um, we read a lot of Dr. Seuss at my house. I purchased most of them before my kids were even born, yeah. maybe for myself.
0: No, you were a big Seussical, <laughs> the musical fan.
4: No, I've never seen yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Rosie O'Donnell.
4: So... But, yeah, I, I would encourage the book reading more than the um, the movie. Yeah.
0: Either way, I think you should get your hands on something, Seuss, before you go. That will definitely enhance your vacation. So let's move on to the big bad boy, because we're just mm. going to jump over uh, Lost Continent. <laughs> I, d- watch all of Sinbad's films. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and you still <laughs> will have a terrible time <laughs> there.
2: Not, not I can't believe I just said
0: that. There, there's nothing you could watch to make... Uh, the Lost Continent better. So let's worry about making the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Hogsmeade better. Uh, so we're going to ignore the fact that Hogwarts Express is on the right as soon as you're walking in because we're going to take that later. Mm, um, on a journey. And we're going to go straight into Hogsmeade. So
4: Yes, we'll, we need we'll, to see the movies. Yeah,
0: we'll first start <laughs> off on all of this. And it could be summed up by this. You don't have to watch these movies to enjoy this area. You will walk in. You won't know... Anything that's going on around you, but you can say, wow, you are this still going to be impressed yeah. really well.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would not like knowing I, I wouldn't like not knowing what I was seeing. Yeah. Am I, yeah. yeah. You know, especially you, on the right to watch the movies or else you're just going to be like, OK, this is Harry Potter. Well, and, All right.
0: So it's, I kind of. Sorry. I, I was going to say, ahead.
4: I think your point is, is that the
1: the area is so impressive in and of itself that you can enjoy it without watching the movies. I would add to that, and I think I've said this before, that the area is so impressive in and of itself. It actually inspired me to go back and watch the movies because I wanted to connect more to it.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to... What I did was if you had a script in front of you, which I believe only Julie and I do.
4: I was always a
1: star um, that's student. That's not
0: fair. There's not enough space back here for a script. I would <laughs> like to say I was prepared. You were. I know you were prepared, too. <laughs> Anyways, I went through kind of all the different areas, and instead of saying, is it worth it or not? Yeah, it is absolutely worth it. You're doing yourself a major disservice if you don't attempt to watch the movies first. So we're going to go through each area, and I'm just going to name off different movies that you'll find them in, and you'll come to the end, and you'll learn that you have to watch all of them basically to understand everything the hardest one to get uh any good information out of is actually order of the phoenix so you walk in you're gonna see honey dukes honey dukes was big in um in prisoner of azkaban the third movie that's the first time they're ever allowed into hogsmeade so that's why that one is actually the most important to watch if you're ever going to watch anything about hogsmeade so the students have to get a permission slip signed and they can only do go in starting on their third year they're not allowed on their second or their first so everyone else is lucky to go see it though and so then you also have three broomsticks which you can see in that movie as well um and the hogshead pub which makes uh, a bigger role in the fifth movie the order of the phoenix whenever they're having a secret meeting upstairs For in the, the Hogshead. Yes, for Dumbledore's army. District's attorney. We're getting very nerdy with this. I apologize. Uh, Dragon (laughs) Challenge. Harvey. Dragon Challenge is all based on Goblet of Fire, the fourth movie. Go watch that or you won't understand anything. Um, Seriously, that entire entire thing is Goblet of Fire. Yeah. And then right next to that, if you're coming out of the exit, you're going to run straight into Ollivanders, which is... And sometimes it's nearly line from line for line what actually happens in the first Harry Potter movie. Whenever you find out which wand, if you're lucky enough to get chosen, to find which one is yours. Uh, moving up the street, Flight of the Hippogriff. Uh, that kind of takes its reference from Prisoner of Azkaban again. When Hagrid takes over uh, the care of magical creatures and teaches them all about... Uh, the the hippogriffs and bowing to them and uh most of the area actually is really heavily prisoner of Azkaban, but yeah. that's an okay thing because that's That's the one where the best. It, like kicked
2: up its a uh, creative notch, I feel like, yep. in terms mm, of filmmaking yeah. and everything.
0: Yeah, and then of course the castle, Hogwarts Castle, is amazing. You see it for the first time in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Zone, if you didn't know that. I prefer the Philosopher's Stone. Okay, fair enough. And uh, inside, you're going to see stuff like the One-Eyed Witch, the Mirror of Erised, the Greenhouse, the Portrait Gallery. All of those you'll find in the Sorcerer's Stone. If you want to see um, Dumbledore's Office, that first pops up in Chamber of Secrets. The second movie, Defense Against the Dark Arts, is seen in Chamber of Secrets. Prisoner of Azkaban, basically everything moving on, the common room is in all the movies, plays a pretty decent role in Prisoner of Azkaban the sorting hat you'll see there that's in the Sorcerer's Stone, right? Whenever they get there and get sorted into their class the ride itself is kind of a blend of Prisoner of Azkaban and Harry Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, and then that takes care of everything I'm done talking about that, watch all of them if you still haven't figured it out yet I should have brought water. At least least the first
3: four movies to establish everything. Yeah, I
2: I think that area like opened was like being constructed between four and five, so that's why it's all it's like geared. I, I think the time frame
0: is only. It takes place between four and five because. Well, the Wizarding World of Harry later. Potter is timeless, so that's why you can go in there and still see Dumbledore at any given well,
2: time. I meant, I meant like as in like in the video, their Quidditch robes are not the Quidditch robes that they are later in the movie. So it's around later. the fifth that's and sixth movie yeah. area.
0: Yeah. Uh, so then we're going to take the Hogwarts Express over to the other park finally, and. Any Hogwarts Express stuff you're going to see in Sorcerer's Stone the first time they're on there with the trolley. Anything push- from the
3: trolley, yes. Ask-
0: there you go. And uh, <laughs> Chamber of Secrets, they're they're back. They, d- well, Chamber of Secrets isn't necessarily for the train itself because they actually miss the train. Right. Um, Dobby screws everything up because Dobby's a little a hole. Hey, and- spoiler. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just Sorry, kidding. Dobby's a jerk. <laughs> Dobby's a really big jerk, so that's why they have to take the Flying Ford Anglia to get to Hogwarts. Yeah. And But you get to see more of King's Cross there, and that's what you get to whenever you ride the Hogwarts Express from Hogsmeade to King's Cross. And then during the train ride itself, you experience stuff from, like, the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, you'll see characters from Goblet of Fire, Order of the Phoenix, and Half-Blood Prince. So, like I said, everything's important. And then you get over to Diagon Alley, king's cross i already mentioned which ones you see that in including deathly hallows part two whenever harry finally goes into limbo and he's meeting up with dumbledore in there and then the night bus that you see out front that's from prisoner of azkaban and going into Diagon Alley itself you see it in the first movie it's the big epic reveal after hagrid touches all the the bricks and he yeah. walks right through it i mean that's
2: and I think that one is like... Because like I've said before, I watched them all in a row when Diagon Alley was opening and I had like been to Diagon Alley and then started my watching them all in a row. Or I got back to number one somehow and I just couldn't believe that shot when Harry walks down the street that I was like, I've been there. Yeah,
0: yeah. and then the main three things I wanted to talk about in Diagon Alley, I'm going to skip over a bunch of stuff because we talk about Diagon Alley enough, but to really enjoy... Uh, Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts. You have to watch Harry Potter in uh, the Deathly hollows Part Two, because that whole—that's the only time that Harry Potter, uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, ever has a specific time and place, and that's because it's going along with the actual movie. So, in the movie, you watch everything from Harry, Ron, and Hermione's perspective. It's, it's going through, and then the ride you're seeing them during certain sections that maybe they cut away from in the movie, whenever they're running around and that's the parts of the ride you see, but you're in the vault at the ex- exact same time that they're trying to escape with, uh, the, the crown row a Ravenclaw's uh, diadem, horcrux diadem. It's a diadem. Okay. And that's not the one that's in the vault. Wasn't it? It's no, uh, was it was the cup. Sorry. My bad. Thank you for stopping me Greg. before I got nerd. too far. Uh, and then, to see the and then also in Diagon Alley, they have the Tale of the Three Brothers show. Uh, you need to see it actually in oh Harry God. Potter in the Deathly Hallows so you understand the character design, all that. I know you JL, didn't you realize
3: what an amazing job they did at the theme park to recreate that. Oh, yeah, because that animation. animation's beautiful to
2: begin with, and then I couldn't believe the puppets are like right off the screen of the, the thing. It's yeah. incredible. And
0: we learned about it at a celebration of Harry Potter, and JL was. I'll, I'll just flat out say it, she was slightly bored by that whole was, section, but she hadn't but made it was, to that movie right. yet.
1: Right. It'll be a different experience for me now because I have seen the movie and I'm yeah. actually very enthusiastic to see that show at this
0: point. Yeah. Because it- I
1: understand I understand it.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the coolest area of Diagon Alley, uh, Nocturne Alley, by far the dark wizard section of it. You can see that in yeah. Chamber of Secrets when they're using flu, power and, yes. flu powder and... Harry accidentally ends up there, as well as... I'm sorry, uh, Craig, did you say diagonally?
2: What was the word you called? I'm sorry. That was a stupid Harry Potter joke.
0: It's also in other movies. That's how he got there, by saying diagonally. And then it's also in Half-Blood Prince, inside Borgin and Burks, whenever... uh, Tom Felton. Exactly. Draco Malfoy is working with the Vanishing Cabinet. You can hear the bird in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, I think we made the point. You have to watch all the movies to actually understand what is happening. Or to understand what Craig
4: is saying. Or to understand (laughs) what
0: I'm saying. So I might edit myself whenever I started this in post. I'll say, if you don't care about Harry Potter, skip ahead ten minutes.
1: (laughs) It'll save you the
0: trouble. Uh, So let's move on to the next thing you see once we get outside. Now going in clockwise order in the studios, uh, Fear Factor Live. Yeah. I'm kidding. I, I was you don't was say. I don't think Fear you need to do anything to
1: prepare for it, and you probably shouldn't <laughs> even bother. To
0: Men watch. in Black, Alien attack. It helps,
2: I you guess. Should, yeah. I think you get a lot of the. Uh... I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know if it's
3: essential because I still can understand the ride. I, well, I definitely think you can appreciate the um, that main lobby area. Yeah, appreciate
1: it uh, a lot. More, the how yeah. why it's
3: all like that
2: fifties, sixties, yeah. weird kind of decor, and then it jumps into this other stuff. But like- yeah,
0: I explained to Rhino right before the show. I think this is actually one that you do want to watch the first Men in Black film before you ride this. If anything specifically for when you first start your training how you get all the cardboard cutouts and that's the best part of that movie I always thought that was so cool whenever Will Smith shoots the little girl cutout in the head she had quantum physics (laughs) (laughs) I think that's why you have to watch the movie before you go on it otherwise you don't you don't understand those little things about it yeah at the end of the day it's just a shooting game but it can be made so much better if you know a little bit more Um, and that leads into one of the newest and best areas of the park uh Also part of World Expo, but Springfield and The Simpsons. uh,
3: It is filled with references.
0: Yeah, it's the easiest thing to say in this case was, yes, you have to watch The Simpsons to actually enjoy this area. Unless you just want to stop at Duff Gardens and drink Duff (laughs) beer all day, which I've done that with Julie before. And it was absolutely wonderful.
3: Again, The Simpsons is enough has enough pop culture uh, yeah. for anybody to know what's going on. You know, they can get the idea. Yeah. If you've seen an episode, I think you're
2: well, yeah,
0: that's why I wrote down five episodes that I think will help oh. enlighten your experience a little bit more. Uh, the first Simpsons Halloween special, which later was renamed Treehouse of horror. That's your first introduction to Kong and Kodos. Mm-hmm. And that's the spinning ride that's in there, the twirl and hurl. And then uh, as far as Krusty land, the first time they actually showed Krusty Land, the theme park in the show, was in a really bad episode called The Food Wife that happened in two thousand eleven. But that's the first time you see it as actual part of the cartoons and not just in Universal Studios. So
2: So what's the what's the place that they go to and they take the pictures and Well, that's
0: nice... Itchy and Scratchy Land.
2: Oh, okay. See that's I I get it confused. And
0: then that leads into my next one, uh, Duff Gardens. That's the episode where you learn about Duff Gardens, and that's the first time they really made fun. I think that came before Itchy and Scratchy Land, and I, yeah. it's all based on Duff beer, and the kids go and get drunk. And... But it's like <laughs> Bush
3: Gardens, right? Exactly.
0: It, it's a hilarious episode. You should watch that. Um, to get a better idea of Krusty Burger, and specifically the Ribwich that you can get in there, uh, I'm spelling as fast as I can. That's an episode where Homer... Travels the country to all the Cuspy Burgers to get the Rib Witch, kind of like <laughs> hippies travel across the country to watch the Grateful Dead whenever they were a band And when and, and 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 and
3: you're in the when you're in the restaurants and Duff Gardens, they play clips from these episodes. yeah
0: Exactly. And that's how I was going to end it off after hmm. uh, the next episode, Flaming Moe's, sure. which will explain <laughs> Moe's Tavern so much better, as well as Flaming Moe, the drink that you can get there and also has an appearance by Aerosmith which is a great episode. Uh, But no matter where you are in the Simpsons area, they play clips basically everywhere that you can actually get to see some of these moments. So they all make sense. But I think you should watch all those episodes before you go there.
2: Just turn on FXX at
0: any moment. Yeah, and, and it's on. Or Park Some Rec is on. Yeah.
1: This one I think is similar to what we were saying about Dr. Seuss, where it's not just the attractions; it's everything there, and including the food items, as we okay. just said. Just uh, which uh, the detail. I actually don't really watch The Simpsons. I've seen a few episodes, but the I can really appreciate the amount of detail that they put into this area of the park.
0: Cool. Et.
4: Yes, yes um, you need to yeah, watch that. That is a no-brainer. I said this
2: earlier. If, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen E.T., you need to do yourself a favor, hit pause, and go watch that movie. Are you shaking your head now? You don't think so? It has
3: nothing to do with the movie. It's it the sequel to it the movie. It
2: has everything movie. to do with
1: the movie. The, by, it, it, the whole
4: right thing down is like the E.T. Line. came back
2: and he needed our help to go with him. or something. Like,
4: and right? you'd have to understand that E.T. and his people love plants. Uh. Because all you see are plants in this planet that you go to yeah right down to, to the queue line you e have to watch that movie <laughs>
0: yeah. no this one's already gone through too much discussion watch et it is a classic movie it is a classic oh, yeah. universal movie anyone who hasn't watched it needs to get slapped unless I just they're don't three or you younger you'll have the feeling you'll have yeah.
2: no feeling yeah. associated with it and That's i think true. this ride banks on you having a feeling associated okay. with right. it sure
3: then i right. then i'll go with you on That's that,
0: that. gotta watch et uh i put in fievel's playground um but I'm going to skip over that because if you can track down an American tale, five will goes West, watch it. It's a much better brilliant, than the first one. It's a brilliant movie. However, it, yes. you don't need to watch it to go and enjoy the playground. If you're a kid, I think Yeah. No. now, but, um, next I wanted to talk about Hollywood in general. Uh, Hollywood is really well themed in that some of the buildings and architecture in there you can actually find in movies, which might just be a small portion or a better part of the plot. But, uh, of course Mel's drive-in if you've ever seen American graffiti then you should be very very familiar with Mel's drive-in uh even though you know it's not the same exact one of course it's not that one's up in San Francisco I believe uh it's not the same one but you can still appreciate a little more why it's placed in the Hollywood slash we'll call greater California section of the park and then a small one that is just a little reference that I think a lot of people don't even realize anymore because Sunset Boulevard is a Very old film at this point in time, but Schwab's Pharmacy, uh, the exterior for that pops up and uh, the the main character in Sunset Boulevard even goes inside, makes some phone calls. It's it's a very small part of the movie, but uh, whenever I rewatched, I completely forgot that that was a whole section. And then the next time I saw it in the park, it just made me appreciate Hollywood even more there. I think
3: not only, I mean, Sunset Boulevard is one of those movies that not only is a great classic movie, but it encapsulates the whole system of that great Hollywood era in and of itself. And I think that that's a great movie to watch, whether you're going to uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios or whether you're going to Universal Studios Hollywood. I mean, uh, um, uh, Orlando, it's 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 a it's a great movie to watch. Very well put. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, So in terms of attractions in there, the horror makeup show, uh, I would recommend you watch the Wolfman is terrible as it is the Benicio del Toro version, because that's mostly what the show's about is effects made in the Wolfman, as well as an American werewolf in London, which is a classic movie. Don't kids watch it though. There's, (laughs) there's a lot of nudity, violence, foul language. So watch Teen Wolf. Nazi (laughs) Nazi zombies. Watch Teen Wolf instead. And then of course in the actual uh, the lobby while you're waiting for there it has all these props from all the universal uh, classic monster movies that you need to look at it's got some jurassic park stuff some jaws stuff too but if you haven't watched any of the universal classic monster movies those are what made universal relevant and why it's still around today so take a moment and actually go watch those uh terminator 2
2: I think you, I, I think you have to have seen Terminator 2 to really understand. I mean, that's basically the plot of the show. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like the tag. It's the end of the movie. Yeah, that's like the deleted ending or something like that.
0: You know. I agree. Nothing more to say about that. Uh, Lucy, a tribute once again. I think it's an absolute. You need to go and watch some Lucy episodes so you do appreciate it. I came up with three, which I think are among the best three episodes. Anyone will agree with that. The first one is job switching and that's where they're on the candy line and they oh, can't get yeah. everything and start putting stuff down their blouses, just eating and eating that's it. A great and eating it. How risky. Uh, and then the next one, my personal favorite, Lucy does a TV commercial, the Vitamita Vi- Vegemin, <laughs> as she slowly, slowly becomes intoxicated while drinking more Vitamita Vegemin. <laughs> and then Lucy's Italian movie, which is the one where she is grape stomping and gets just in the fight with the lady. I going to say the grape lady. stomping has to be in here. I think yeah. those three are ones that you should track down and then go in that museum and you'll appreciate it a lot more.
3: I I just want to uh, tag on you with the Lucy exhibit. Uh, My favorite thing, and I've said it on this show before, my favorite thing in there is the diorama. They have the 3D model of, is it a 3D model or a a picture of what the set, what the set, the actual shooting set looked like. So go back and watch some episodes, get yourself familiarized with what that set actually looked like on screen, and then take a look at uh, how they actually shot. And you'll stare at that for
0: about 10 minutes after knowing it all. Um, that takes us out of Hollywood into production central despicable me minion mayhem. Of course you have despicable me one and two and pretty soon we have the minions movie coming out. Can't wait. Can I just say that when <laughs> I first wrote that I had never seen the movie and I had no idea what the heck
3: was going on. I was going about on.
4: to say you have seen those movies. Yeah, I, I didn't, you won't know what a minion is. Yeah. You don't understand why the fart gun and all yeah. of these things that they do. I so. didn't know if
0: he was a good guy or a bad right. guy. Right, And or... why are
4: there three little girls that yeah. live with him? It could oh. go very bad. I think this
0: <laughs> might be the defining one. As much as you need to see the Harry Potter movies, this one you absolutely have to see at least the first one if you're ever going to enjoy this attraction. Yep. So I, I don't think anything else needs to be said about that. But Shrek forty do you need to watch any Shrek's to enjoy it?
2: See, I was in the park yesterday, I'd and w- oh. I had to go in it and watch it. And I, I, I think you do. I think you have to have watched the first one because it's it, the sequel it, to yeah, the first it just one. Literally picks up right where the movie ends. And I mean, like, so Fiona's an ogre. Yeah, she's an ogre. They're still in the onion carriage, like okay. donkeys there, and it's I what mean, happens
0: on the way to their honeymoon. Gotcha. Yeah,
2: yeah and so. I mean, you're not going to know who Lord Farquaad is. You're not going to understand the uh, the dragon love romance or the donkey at all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah, I agree. It's also, it's very essential to watch this before you go on it to enjoy it more. However, I also recommend don't go on it. And just watch the that movie. <laughs> way, just watch the movie. And that way we can get something new in that space if enough people stop going to it. So you want us to boycott Shrek. Boycott Shrek. Just the ride. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> not the entire, and maybe also the third and fourth movie. No,
4: I love them all, and Puss in Boots.
0: Justin Timberlake didn't do it for me. I didn't like the Oakley, one. Oakley. So now the big ride that I started talking about in my intro and completely butchered it, Transformers the Ride 3D.
2: Okay, I, again, another ride I went on yesterday, and I we had talked about this ahead of time, I think, about it, and that you said you, you didn't think that you needed to see it, but I... Couldn't when I was on the ride, I tried to put my brain into that, and I only had a 15 minute wait, so I missed all the story in the queue. I'm just getting right on the thing, and I was like, There are every they name every single Transformer in that, so you're like, I know this one from this part, and like it's the significant one, too, like the dozer or whatever it is that you go through his mouth, like he's got the robot balls, yeah, and yeah, exactly, yeah. And so, I think you have to have seen at least a Michael Bay movie. Or at least one. It doesn't. It really doesn't matter which one you watch. I, uh, I disagree
0: completely. I'll let Dustin go, and then I'll tell you why I disagree. Well, I just, I just think it's important to at
3: l- at least know the characters or understand the concept of Transformers because mm-hmm. they. They come at you so fast. Yeah, that it's rapid fire. Here's a different character. Here's a different, and they're very blurry going past you. And it's hard to and it's to hard see to everybody. understand
2: that they're like robot. Like I, I think if I didn't know anything about Transformers, it's really hard to look at sometimes yeah. because it's happening like what you said so fast, and I don't think I would have been able to comprehend what was going well, on at all, other than they wanted that all spark.
0: Here's why I disagree. Because you watch the movies, you do know some of the characters. You get to know some of them. However. In terms of the movie, it's all a complete blur once it starts getting to the action battle scenes, just like the ride. It's a complete blur of nonsense, just robot nonsense, like everything Michael Bay did with the Transformers series. I I think, if anything, go go watch more Dr. Seuss stuff and enjoy (laughs) Seuss Landing more and just admit walking into Transformers that it is... A bunch of ridiculousness, and you don't need to actually have any preparation going into it. Just have fun. There are robots that can transform into cars. I just saved you. (laughs) (laughs) I saved you ten hours in the long run.
2: And ironically, I don't even think there's a lot of transforming in that ride. I think they're all just in their robot. I want to
1: say this. I haven't watched the movies. I haven't, Mm -hmm. and I didn't play with Transformers growing up. I knew nothing about Transformers. And when this ride came, I really didn't get it. It was like it's an action adventure ride. Okay, that's crazy. I I had none. No idea what was going on. I still have never watched the movies, but I did have to have somebody tell me oh. there's Autobots, uh-huh. there's Decepticons, I'm right. they're after all the that. AllSpark, you're trying to help them save it in the evac, and then I understood it enough. So I don't know if you have to watch the movies, but you do have to have some sort of background, otherwise you're going to yeah, go on this ride and you have absolutely no Freaking clue! What is happening?
0: <laughs> I'm I'm wrong. Then I will admit to being wrong. So let's move on and let's finish wait. up the last one. I'm sorry. Let's just admit the first movie is a treasure and Shia labeef is
3: amazing. No, let's do this. Twister.
2: Yes. yes, I think so, you I think you. Otherwise, you're just like, what am I watching? Why is there a cow
4: flying across the room? I have to admit, I love this movie when oh it came gosh. out. Like yeah. I've seen it innumerable times. I think it
3: still is a good movie, I too. Think agree with too. You. I think it is, too. Philip
4: Seymour Hunt.
0: Hoffman's best role yet. And
4: I like Jamie Gertz, even though her role is minimal. And um, you
0: have to realize that Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt actually got along with each other for a very short period of time. They were acting. To know why they now hate each other so much in Twister Ride It Out. <laughs> it's all necessary. You have to see it. Uh, Revenge of the Mummy, of course, comes from the Mummy franchise. Uh, if anything, I think the first one you should yeah. watch. You don't yeah. have to. It's a fun Roller coaster yeah. hybrid. But I think the first one It's a is fun movie
4: essential. too. I mean it is a fun
1: movie. It is.
0: Brendan Fraser is, is better than he is in Dudley Doright, I think, according yes. to you. Yes. Since I've never most, seen it. Most
4: definitely.
1: I think it helps in the sense that it explains why there's a mummy. Yeah. But it doesn't it's not relevant in the sense of what you're experiencing in the ride. Yeah. Like I the think, whole movie set thing and I
3: think the whole genre of if if you took away the movie franchise portion of it and you just said this roller coaster is about a mummy. You could pretty much understand it, but I think it helps to understand or have seen the movie. You know why Brendan Fraser's in the clips. You you know why (laughs) there are the little uh, subtle subtle beetles. They're they're filming
2: a third movie. Yeah, I always explain that. That's the only thing I say to people when I go in. I'm like, just so you know, this is them filming
0: a third Mummy movie. That's all you need to know. Perfect. So I guess we got to see Mummy. Uh, Just a couple quick ones I want to mention. Blues Brothers. Uh, I think you can enjoy them singing on the street. However, if you haven't seen Blues Brothers, you have to go out and see Blues Brothers. Not Blues Brothers 2000, oh, yeah, Rhino. Sorry. I know that's the only one of the two you've seen. <laughs> I'm going
2: to see the first one.
0: Shame on you for only seeing Blues Brothers 2000. Uh, the first one's a classic. Watch that and then go watch them sing. You'll be slightly disappointed, but you'll, you'll like it more. Uh, Beetlejuice's Graveyard Mashup.
4: You should just see Beetlejuice because, I'm sorry, it is a great movie. I,
0: I was going to say that. I However, I think if you didn't see Beetlejuice and you went to see the mashup, be okay. you would walk out. No, you <laughs> wouldn't walk out. You, you, you wouldn't would, want to what see is Beetlejuice. this junk?
3: I was expecting Academy-nominated actor Michael, Michael, Michael Keaton.
0: Keaton. Well, you know, he's kind of birdy, busy with Birdie Man and all yeah. that stuff, so he couldn't show up. But, uh, no, you have to see it or you're going to walk out, even with the classic Monsters too. Because it's all the classic <laughs> monsters are all the the B cast. If you don't have any little bit of appreciation for any of that stuff, it is awful. It's <laughs> bad. It's so bad. It's tell us bad. how
1: you really feel. I Rick.
0: go back and watch <laughs> more of it. I hate Beetlejuice graveyard mashup. Oh, I will I you were continue say the movie. It. I No, wondering. I love the, the movie. movie is the fantastic, movie is awesome. Uh, I was gonna say disaster, but of course, disaster home. Duh, the old earthquake ride. It only has the end subway portion that's not going to help. So just watch some Christopher Walken movies. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then I wanted to come to a close with my final one. Cinematic spectacular, the nighttime fireworks show. I know Dustin has negative opinions about the show. You have not favorable opinions. Uh, I see it from a different light in that I'm a huge Universal fan, a huge Universal movie fan, and this show just shows you clips of the legacy of Universal, which they've made some really good movies, and then they've made a lot of American Pie movies, Yeah, and <laughs> so it's, it's not always hit. There are some misses that they still like to celebrate, but... Even though this isn't an impressive Disney nighttime show, you don't have the same level of fireworks, the same level of fountain technology like you'd see in Fantasmic or World of Color. If you are an avid movie fan, then you need to go through, you need to watch the the show first, if you're watching it on youtube.com slash WDW info, or seeing it in person, then go back and watch some of those movies, regain a new appreciation mm. for them, and then take all of that in, and then go back and watch it again. and I, I guarantee you it'll mean a lot more. And you'll you'll forget about the fireworks and all that little stuff that really doesn't matter. I
3: think, if anything, kind of to go with your point, I think, if anything, your first viewing of cinematic spectacular, uh, spectacular will inspire you to watch yeah. those movies. So it's kind of opposite of everything else we've talked about here. It's it's a more uh, opposite yeah. way to
0: look well, at it. And this all, everything ties in together now with that email about... Or the YouTube comment about Universal and not being as magical. Universal is magical in a sense of it's magic in movies. Mm-hmm. It, Universal is an amazing place all about movies and literature and classic things that are around us for the past hundred years or so. And I, I think you should always go out. If you're planning a vacation there, you need to go out and seek out every movie, book, book tv show you can about anything that's at universal because it's going to make your vacation a hundred times better and if you've been a million times and you want to start finding those small details go back and watch the stuff and it's going to help you significantly more uh in enjoying everything there so i think that's going to do it for this episode of the Diz unplugged universal edition thank you all for Uh, chiming in with your thoughts and of course we'll be back again next week with the buzz and more so that's going to do it for us this time and uh we'll be back next time (laughs) bye everyone (laughs)